total. Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dinzik, powered by Betsperts. Welcome to The Deep Dive. Andy, I'm bringing some more positive energy to today's pod than we have over the last handful of pods because uh, I'm excited about this week's card. I'm excited about Halloween. I'm excited. It's a beautiful time of year here. Uh, I may or may not apologize to the Cincinnati Bengals and Bengals fans today for my uh, very, very uncharitable opinion of them in last pod. <laughs> Uh, and uh, but I'm still going to bet against them, but I'm going to apologize to them for karma reasons. So um, we uh, you move on. We move on to week eight. Uh, what's this is so much better already than the Sunday pod as far as the energy. <laughs> you were, it's it's been since the Saints backdoored the Chiefs last year that we had that sort of uh, that wasn't even sad, Drew. That was angry Drew. well that, that was an unjust result and i, I, I shouldn't even have brought that up <laughs> I, yeah, I, I shouldn't so. even have brought that game up yeah like, we're, we're gonna quickly spin back to salty drew but no i'm i'm pumped for this week i'm excited about a couple of sides we took action on i'm pumped about uh just being right on a couple of these teams long term being very very wrong on a couple but quickly adjusting that's uh, the name of the game just quickly <clears> adjusting <throat> being fine yeah. with couple of these teams being better than I thought or worse than I thought really. And then obviously we're going to get into the chiefs a little, when we get to that game, we won't have the long conversation that every other media outlet had all week, but we'll, I mean, we're going to be forced to reckon with what do we think of the chiefs right now? Excited. Cause that is, Oh, that's the Monday night game. No, we'll, we'll, we'll have we'll, to, let's cover it in detail. I want we'll, we'll to get, we'll hit it anyway. Plenty, we'll hit games, it anyway. plenty of games we can blow right on by. Let's Gloss start with right Thursday over. Night Football, where at this point, I think if you have an edge on this game, I would love to know what it is. Uh, we have seen the market move from Arizona at minus three, trickled out to minus three and a half, largely based on people believing that the Arizona Cardinals are on an elite tier in the NFL, among the likes of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Buffalo Bills. Uh, and people believed in this team enough to bet them from three to three and a half against Green Bay before they knew that Devontae Adams and Alan Lazard, wide receiver one with a bullet and wide receiver two for the Green Bay Packers, will be missing this game. Green Bay also dealing with a number of injuries across the offensive line, the defensive line, really no pass rush to speak Secondary. of, no Jair Alexander. You could probably make an argument that the second, third, and fourth best players on the Packers roster after Aaron Rodgers are all going to be unavailable in this game, and I would not be Actually, you may be able to say second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth best players for the Packers aren't going to be out there. Uh, Aaron Jones, maybe he's in the top six Packers in terms of importance, but I don't know. Um, it's uh, it's going to be a tough run here for Green Bay. Can they stay inside the number? It has been bouncing back and forth between six and six and a half. That all seems fair considering the downgrade. Seven. You saw seven? Juicy, juicy seven. He had to pay for it. It was like seven minus 20, but... That is probably a buy point because, again, it's wide receivers. You know, the separ getting separation and what Devontae Adams does, he is, I mean, a truly special individual. He's a very, very good wide receiver, but you hear the term throw a receiver open. You hear a term, you know, just the 
not not in another term, just like you've seen Aaron Rodgers do this for 15 years. He can put together a master class with, you know, so a couple of plumbers and a guy they found down at the YMCA, put them in Absolutely. pads, put them out wide. Like they're not he's made bad. a career about that out of that. Yeah. I mean, these are still men that made an NFL roster. There are there are teams where these, you know, these backup receivers would be also pl- playing in like the two spot. So it's not as dire as we make it seem. The only issue is the Cardinals are relatively healthy. JJ Watt is uh dinged up. It looks like he's not gonna go, but outside of that. Like it's a very good team who's found a lot of things that have worked on offense, including AJ Green somehow, some way. That making making that work. I mean, just it's not like he's some massive part of this offense, but it's enough of a contributor to make a difference. I think, especially with what, you know what they had in the third, fourth receiver for the past couple of years. So I mean, they've kind of found their groove. The defense was playing higher than we thought it was, and. And Dan says, J.J. Watts hurt? That's surprising. Yeah, J.J. Watts from the school of Arian. You're not going to believe this, but he's going to play through it because he is tough. He's yeah. built different, Andy. Built different, J.J. I'm Watts. guessing it's one of the, it's going to be one of those things where he plays like 20 snaps. Like they'll put him out there in situational stuff because I think he is actually hurt, but you're right. I mean, he's he is tough. That's a tough family. I've seen the commercials. I yeah, I make a the buy point here at seven. If it got to a flat seven, I probably won't. I don't want, you know, I don't want part of that at all, really, even though it makes a little sense. I still kind of like the over. I still think Green Bay will score, especially if Green Bay is put in a negative game state. They're still going to score, and what the Cardinals should be able to do against the secondary. We talked about this at 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 length on Sunday because I was so sad about my not, plus ten not getting home for Washington. The Green Bay secondary very beatable, and you know the Arizona Cardinals have a much better offensive oh. rating than than Washington in my yeah. numbers. I'm I'm guessing you're similar. Yeah. By the way, Josh is on it. JJ Watt is out. See, I, that's what I said. I, 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 you, out, yeah. you guys fooled me. I, I thought it was ruled out. I, I, I rolled with oh. you. Oh, I didn't look. Okay, at the he is, he is out. I don't care. I don't give a Josh, shit. Josh, I just, um, I saw a tweet coming across. But anyway, so final point: yeah. the Arizona offense is better than Washington. Washington had a field day essentially outside of the red zone, and you know, with what they, you know, what they've stitched together with a backup quarterback, one really good receiver, and a bunch of other guys. I really think Arizona marches on their ass. Arizona team total isn't the worst idea, even though it's going to be, yeah. you know, in the thirties. Green Bay has been flirting with disaster against the middling to bottom end of the NFL for a couple of weeks in a row now. Um, and this would have been a very fun and interesting test to see them at full strength against this Cardinals team preseason. We expected this spot to be, you want to guess what the preseason line was? Oh, probably fun. The preseason totals were weird though because that Rodgers was assumed out. No, no, no. This is of. this is at, this, this is post Rodgers acknowledging okay. he was coming back. All right. This was the basically the preseason closing total or cl- closing Green, closing side. Green Bay plus one minus three. Really? <laughs> so, that yeah. No, people didn't think much of Arizona back in September. Man. We thought fair. this team was very clearly going to be the fourth best team in the NFC West, not a team that might flirt with the one seed. Um, last team undefeated team in the NFL with a bullet. Uh, it is a this is a great spot for Arizona. Uh, they obviously are coming off a game where they did not have to expose much of their playbook. Meanwhile, um, you know Green Bay. This is a Green Bay's 
third week traveling in four weeks and four yeah. out of five. Uh, so a lot, you know, they potentially travel weary team. Actually, next week at KC is their fourth and five. Um, their one home reprieve was the win last week against the Washington football team, which was unearned if you really dive into that box score. But yeah. they won nonetheless, and they covered nonetheless. Um, all they do is cover. Uh, it's a, a weird team. It's a weirdly composed roster. The deficiencies across this roster that have been, you know, the the direct result of poor decision making in the draft process by the Packers the last two years, I think, really has kind of put them in a tough spot in terms of stars and scrubs. And we're going to find out exactly how well they've coached up those scrubs tomorrow. Um, so it's going to be a, a less interesting contest than otherwise we were we were we deserve but uh it is what it is um i get here's a thought for you there's a chance that the market doesn't really evaluate thursday night football until day of and there could be a volume push this to seven where people are like oh my god look who's out for green bay and bets this you know just blindly bets this out to seven i wouldn't be surprised if that happens um, so if you like the Packers, I think you can wait for a seven uh, as we get closer to kickoff. But you're also correct in that that is a huge um, buy signal for the Packers. And there will be money that comes in on Green Bay, I'm guessing. Even though we have not really seen Green Bay supported in the market in any week that I can remember going back to the San Francisco game. So Yeah, the San Francisco game was it. Been a while. Anyway, let's move on. To, to the weekend, and now that some of your, you all are in here, do give us a thumbs up on the YouTube. I was afraid to say that early on. It doesn't do me a lot of good when I say it after everyone leaves at the end. So <laughs> thumbs up. Thumbs up to the YouTube helps us along. Appreciate you guys joining us. We're on to the Sunday games. We will start with a divisional tilt in Orchard Park. Jessica Bagula's Buffalo Bills. Is this a rematch yet did they this yes, game happen already this game, game this was a, the first the first game was week two i'll remind you week two yeah, after the bills had, was an ass after, whooping by the after, steelers after the bills had lost to the steelers amazingly they went down to miami in the heat and the scoreboard would tell you they utterly owned miami in that game i think the final was 35 to 3 it was a jacoby Brissett game uh there was a shit ton of turnovers a lot of short fields for buffalo the buffalo statistical performance was like wow that was something uh not as good as the score would tell you but uh they get a win still still a decent yeah it was still a good win um i honestly think even with Brissett, that miami team looked better early in the season than it does right now this Uh, miami team is this miami team is floundering or maybe it was my perception i think maybe we i thought miami was going to be a better team than they are this year this was a this has been a a rough year for a team that was meant to compete you know possibly compete in this division like we didn't expect them to be a double digit underdog in in some of these games and you know they've had a you know they're obviously a big adjustment out too so that was a that was a rough rough game for them buffalo obviously coming off a weird game this is like all right and even after this game, we were still doing the is Josh Allen's deep ball a problem? Because I think he still missed a I think he still missed a couple in this game. Yes, he, Dis- his accuracy was questionable. Yeah. D- despite the uh 
you know, obviously the ass whooping they put up on the scoreboard. I don't quite know what to make of Miami. They were in a really weird travel spot. You know, we've shown that it hasn't mattered that much. Uh, Cincinnati played their third straight road on the game game on the road last week. They beat a team that was clearly better than them by like three scores. Like some of this travel stuff maybe isn't as big of a deal now that teams have gotten a hold of people that can help them out with that. So yeah, I, I guess we can discount some of that going forward in years past or from years past, but it's still Miami was in a real weird spot, ended up covering the two and a half, probably should have won the game. They probably should have covered pits. They, they do have some holes in this defense, and the Bills are coming off a, coming off a coming bye. Off a, and yeah, prior to the bye, bye, coming off a Monday Night Football loss to the Titans, that should have been a win uh, yeah. for them. Unlucky, an unlucky loss. Followed by a bye, uh, the uh, the Miami Dolphins are coming in off of two last minute field goal losses. The Jags beat them with a fifty two yarder to win in London, and the uh, Falcons beat them with a game ending field goal last week. So uh, Miami has been on the losing end of two very close games. Um, the general vibe, I you know I don't have yeah. I obviously have a too high of a rating here on the Dolphins than is warranted. Um, coming into the season, I had them as a little worse than league average. They were the 18th team in the NFL for me, rating-wise. Uh, that was basically assuming that that uh, Tua gave you about a you know bottom third of the NFL type of um, performance, and yet. They have well underachieved that. Some of it's been injury. Some of it's been defensive regression. But this team is not performing the way we expected. And uh, the preseason line here, you want to guess what that was? This is a fun game. Preseason closing expected line here was Buffalo minus what? I'm, I'm trying to look up my early I, – I wasn't barely listening. I'm trying to look up my early stuff now and figure out how much – I think Miami might be one of the ones I've moved the most. So I, I feel like I had them. The I market them is there. High. The market is there. They was, I'm, this was I'm, preseason minus seven. I'm setting um, up a query right now to just do like the who did I move the most and do a little chart. So, um, But pre, preseason, what was this, a, a touchdown? Minus seven, yeah. So it's been moved oh. out six, six and a half points. Um, the pre the look ahead uh, before we saw the Atlanta Miami game um, was 11 and a half. So basically, people digested that Miami performance last week against the Falcons and downgraded them an additional two points. Um, I was going to ask you how much do you think is downgraded and how much you think is like Buffalo is on a buy, which is fine. How much is that like people, people forgot un- yeah. unwilling unwilling to downgrade Buffalo off one game? Uh, well, why was the look ahead 11? You know, they didn't play last week. Why would you have made any adjustments? I don't know. Why is anything, <laughs> anything? The Dallas game got adjusted. Both teams are on by. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, no, the adjustment, I think almost certainly has to be somebody yeah, I mean, decided, right. uh, Miami was even less impressive in, in covering that two and a half point spread than uh, they were bet last week too. Like that got bet into the close. You know um, who I moved down the most? Who please? It doesn't make sense because it's Seattle. I have a quarterback adjustment in there. Oh yeah, that's so yeah. it's not it's not right. I was going to guess the Texans because the Texans went from like minus seven to minus fourteen in the you know across the market. Um, the uh, 
the gen yeah no generally i think this is too big of an adjustment for a dolphins team that still has some good players still has some things on offense that are working Tua is not the long-term answer in miami apparently but he is at least playing for his job there's a lot of people on this roster that are playing for their jobs this miami team is not quitting they do not have any reason to tank because they don't even have their first round draft pick next year the philadelphia eagles do um and i don't think miami gets the upset win as a 13 point road dog here but i do think they keep this game relatively close and i know that the bills are not a great team to fade in this sort of situation um obviously they're probably angry from what they felt like was an unjustified loss last time out uh, obviously they uh are a team that never takes their foot off another opponent's throat um but 13 is too many points for you know this is a team composed of professional nfl players and i just i can't get to 13 even close here even downgrading miami um i know they desperately need their buy and to regroup here and try to do something with their season the one win they have was you know fumble aided win over the patriots week one uh mac jones making his first ever professional start and they win by one point so i i mean i get it that their resume is absolute trash but um, I still think this should be a competitive effort for this team. And, uh, you know, Brian Flores has never acquitted himself especially well against uh, uh, a, a Brian Dable offense. But, um, you know, there's there are still there are still two good cover corners on this team uh, who you know, are playing for, you know, playing for their future. And uh, similarly, I think, um, you know, where I worry about Miami's offense falling apart really is the uh, the pass pro. And, um, you know, Buffalo's pass rush doesn't really scare me. So I think realistically this can be uh, another decent game for the Miami offense, and I think they stay inside the number. Um, do you have any inclination to get involved with the dog here, or are you passing? I'm, I'm passing. I'm pretty close to – I'm on a 13 here. Miami wow. is the team I have downgraded the third Jesus, most man. this season – they have a long injury list of people that were limited. Again, it's a Wednesday. It's hard to tell. But if the secondary is dinged up, if continued to be dinged up, they have a safety limited today. They have several linebackers that were limited today. Like if this defense is dinged up, this is just this is a team that'll run up a score on you. And like normally, I'd love this. Like, give me a thirteen for a, you know a team that is playing, you know, playing with a little bit of like this. I got to play for my job. I'm playing for my next contract. I love the spot. Not against Buffalo. I'm pretty close to this price. And yeah, wow. It's funny. It's funny that I've downgraded the Jets a lot, which is like, how did I not start the Jets low enough? Apparently, which no, that's funny. Like last year, it's like Jets fans had to be like, all right, guys, this is rock bottom. <laughs> not even not even close we'll get to the, we'll get to the jets but no this, this is a pass for me i would never i would never take buffalo in this instant but i have no taste for miami at this price i don't okay. 14 maybe okay um my fare here is 10 so i'm getting a field goal i had to take it yeah. uh let's go dolphins stay inside of two touchdowns please uh please. let's move on uh i will let you set this one up uh nfc south matchup between carolina and atlanta nfc south atlanta playing well quietly uh matt ryan's had three good games in a row like statistics wise and you know just what he's putting on the score sheet and they've looked okay i mean they're still doing that thing where um it's very zimmer-esque where it's like oh we're up by a bunch should we just be a real shame if we played super conservative and let this team back in and had to win it on the last second. You you know, uh, coup is it last name? 
yeah, Young, Young Ho, Young Ho, Young Ho Ku, yeah. field goal, and I mean, we all kind of saw that one coming a mile away, especially with Miami, what they did with their defense at the end. Um, Carolina is another team I'm looking at. Carolina is a team I've downgraded the seventh most for my preseason rankings. Wow. I kind of had them in the middle of the pack, and they're obviously dropping from there from what we've seen in the quarterback play, from what we've seen in the coaching. It's it's tough to it's tough to justify taking the Falcons as a favorite still. Even where I have this one, I want to look at where my rankings make this. But yes, this is a obviously an important divisional spot for a team like Atlanta is still not still very much in the playoff race in the NFC. Like that seven spot is going to be a team that might just win nine games. Like I was kind of looking at where I where I slotted everybody. And with Seattle and you know San Francisco sliding down where things are happening, it's kind of like well New Orleans in the sixth spot, and then the seventh spot is like the Bears or Vikings or Panthers or Eagles, like somebody who just catches a couple coin flip games and wins nine games somehow. I think maybe the Eagles aren't super likely for that, but it's going to be somebody goofy. Carolina traveling again this week, and I make this a little value on Carolina, which I probably won't bet outside of teasers. Ooh, it's a good teaser leg, lower total. Um, Falcons are a team that lets teams back in the back door legitimately for the number. Why not through the, the teaser leg as well? Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's not, it's never as bad as you think. <laughs> like when a team looks as this horrible and they get a little depressed in the market, it is uh, definitely a teaser leg. They're probably a little undervalued. I just don't I don't have interest in playing a plus two and a half. Anytime there's a plus two and a half and I'm interested in it, I'm going to play the money line. Certainly not going to take the Panthers' money line here. So I'll be on a teaser leg here. I haven't uh, fully hashed out all the details of who the partner is. Okay. Um, interesting that uh, this number has tickled three today. Uh, I agree bit. with you. The value on the side is with the Panthers. Uh, my fair price here is Carolina plus two and a half. Um, I played the over. Uh, my case for the over is pretty straightforward. It's basically the same case for the Panthers covering a teaser leg. Uh, they could score points on a Falcons defense that is suspect on a good day and downright uh, brutal with, in the absence of A.J. Terrell, who is trending out. Um, Panthers really only get exposed i feel like offensively when darnold is put under pressure uh atlanta and the absence of you know with with only one you know with only one or two guys who can really generate consistent pass pro, pass pressure uh, i think darnold can have a fine game here um and uh i like the matchup of uh Aaron, of uh, what matt ryan is doing with his two uh key pieces against a carolina defense which on paper warrants a good rating, but has really not been tested much. This Carolina no. defense has not played very many good quarterbacks, and when they have, they have been utterly gashed. Gashed, gashed, gashed. Look at what Dak Prescott and the Cowboys did to them. Um, I think, yes, they've added Stephon Gilmore since then, but uh, you know, there's there are a lot of positives to be uh, expected here out of a Atlanta offense that is finally using Kyle Pitts effectively. I was going to say, even it, seen. it yeah. took such a weird, you know, it took several receivers not making the trip to London for it's like, all right, I guess if you're going to force us to use this kid that apparently we hate, 
even though we spent all this draft capital on, I guess, I guess we'll use them today. And then afterwards, it's like, oh, it's, that it's like after, it's, it's like after Scotty catches is Scotty, the, the main character in the Sandlot. Sounds right. Sure. After after he catches the ball and then he throws it back to the infield, and everyone's like, "All right, okay, he's okay. I guess he can play with us." Like Kyle Pitts, for some reason, is just not getting used or used properly, and now it's he's become a big part of the offense, which is just splendid for this Scott Smalls. Scotty Smalls. I could have told you his last name because you are killing me, Smalls. But that is uh, Scotty. Yeah, Scotty. That sounds right. Um, yeah, using using the offense properly has made this team better. Weird. So. I'm saying nice things about Atlanta while I'm trying to sell you a Panthers bet. But again, like Carolina or Atlanta does not close games. Carolina has not looked horrible. Your, your, your gardener's there. Every fucking time. Every time. What are you going to do? So, all right. If you don't have anything to say on that, I'll probably move on to the to the sadness bowl here. Oh, that's a bad one. How I wanted to add one other thing. I closed my door. Okay, so hopefully ahead. the gardener's not as loud. Um we have yet to see the Calvin Ridley game. Still waiting yeah. on him to really pop and have like a 12 Rex, 200 yards and two touchdowns kind of a performance. I'm not saying this Rex. is the night. I'm not uh, saying this is the day it's going to happen, um, but he is uh, kind of a powder keg waiting to explode statistically, a decent buy low in fantasy, if you will. So um, yeah. let's get some points over 46 for me. Uh, it's ticked up a bit, 46 and a half. I think this closes 47, so. Trending in the right direction. Eagles, Lions. Fuck, this is going against me. Why is it down to 46 flat again? It was on its way up at some point. You know, there's some market resistance. Yeah. Is there another spot? I don't have the Philly schedule open. I know they play the football team. I know they play the Giants, and those teams are not great, but... Is is this, or excuse me, the Lions? I'm actually, I don't know why I went the opposite direction that my brain wanted me to go. Lions' bestest chance to get a win. Yes, they've been close a couple of times. Like this feels like this feels like a decent spot to take to take the Lions. I mean, the question in a in a fun parlay because and just parlay with some stuff. I I have no I have no interest in backing the Lions here, but they aren't going to have a lot of games left on the schedule here against like the I guess the Bears, the Vikings are. Better than we thought on offense. Hold, like, hold, hold on. Hold on. I'll tell you how this goes. People are talking themselves into the Lions. They are going to lose this game to the Eagles. The Eagles are a substantially better game. Yeah. Uh, Lions go into their bye week, and then they come out of the bye, and they finally get a W against the Pittsburgh Steelers, and that is the only win on their schedule this season. What do you think of I that? I hate that. I don't hate that at all. I'm very, very on market with this game. I'd lean Philly. I don't have a, a strong inclination for a team that has shown me what they've shown me with the offense. I don't think Hurts is the long-term answer. I don't know that Sirianni's a long-term answer. His press conferences suck. Like That, guy's, <laughs> that guy sucks. I don't I, like I him at all. Who knows if he's saying what the owner wants to hear, though. So, who knows? Yeah, that's the thing. You just got to please the owner. I, yeah, I'm not saying he's going to get fired. I just don't think he's going to be successful there. So, um, not a lot of strong takes on this one. The Eagles' defense should be better than it's shown. But at the same time, they've had to play some pretty tough offenses. Yes. This is not a tough offense. I think the Philly defense looks uh... a lot better. Swift is, Swift is great, <laughs> especially in PPR. But, man, like... If you're able to take Swift away and just let him dink a little bit with the tight ends, 
getting Detroit into a million third downs, you're just going to win the game. Like you just, that's how you just, it's not like, Oh, that'd be good. No, you just win the game. You win, you get to go home with a win. Like make, make them try to convert a bunch of third downs. I mean, that can go for everybody, but they just don't have the weapons. They don't have outside weapons. You have enough defensive pieces to get something put together here. If you got the Eagles at three, it was probably a good bet. I'm, I'm agnostic to this one. Okay. And then, yeah, Hurts as a quarterback is not blowing anyone out. Yeah, just and I think some of that's the game planning too. Like they blew out the uh, Falcons week one. Well, that doesn't count. Blew them out of the water. No, um, the uh, no that that's all of that is true. Um, I forgot. I forgot that the Eagles had two wins. To be honest, perfectly honest with you, <laughs> I thought they were a one-win team. Um, that the, feels uh, it does feel like they do feel like a one-win team. Um, their second win was, can you name it without looking? They lost badly to the Niners. Yes. No, nah, they lost ugly. It was, they should have. Yeah, it wasn't game. a big scoreline, but it was just like an ugly loss. Like they yeah. looked like shit. Yeah. Um, I can't think of it. They beat the Carolina Panthers 21, 18. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, very yeah. weird. Another very weird game. Um, Eagles have played a lot of weird games, uh, and I will tell you that the Eagles defense is simple enough in terms of what they're doing in the secondary that Jared Goff should be able to move the ball on them. He should be able to score touchdowns, not field goals. Um, no comp- no complexity at whatsoever with what they're doing defensively. Um, maybe it's a personnel thing. Maybe it's a scheme thing. Who knows? This should be a relatively straightforward test for Detroit, and I think Detroit can get to 17, 20 points here. Um, on the flip side, this Lions defense sucks and they are going to get abused by an Eagles team that has played a lot of tough, tough, tough teams so far this season and is desperate for a soft opponent that they can hang 30 on. I think uh, Eagles get to 30. I think Lions probably flirt with 20. Either way, I think this total is about three points too low. So I played the over. I think this closes in the 48 range. What do you think? Yeah, I'm down with that. I'm 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 fine with this point this getting some ugly points. Like this gets some points in some ugly ways just because of the the value of the uh Lions defense. I think it is a little bit of a mismatch too. The Eagles haven't got to play mismatches against bad defenses a whole lot. So they have not. It no. could be it could be a, a good game where the, the Eagles look awful good and we're able to come back against them next week. Ooh, that's a fun idea. Do you know who they're playing next week? The Philadelphia Eagles next week will be play. See how many? See how many, uh, It's the Chargers. Oof, it's the Chargers. Fun yeah, have fun with that line. We'll see what that yeah. is after the Chargers. What would you guess the week. look ahead on that line is? I'm I'm all about. Uh, I got it right in front of me. What do you think the Chargers are favored on the road against the Philadelphia Schmeagles? Preseason? Right now? No, no, no. The current. You could bet into this market right now. I'll tell you what. I'd make it. That's a fun way to play it as well. What I mean, I'm just, I would just go look at my Philly number and I would say well, that I ranked them a little higher than I thought. So it was like a four. Five? It is a uh, Chargers minus three. Chargers really? minus three. The yeah. preseason number was, uh, sorry. The preseason you know number I, was two. I You're going to get on some Chargers three. three. But wait, no, no, no. I, that I goes did, against what, that just goes against your whole thesis. You were saying that we want Philadelphia to go scorched earth the, on these mothers. The problem is the Chargers are going scorched earth this week, too. That number's okay. three and a half on Sunday. Clip it. Okay. Okay. We'll get there. So all right. Okay. Well, you're on you're on the over here. 
I think there's some value in Philly if it bounces. If there's resistance, you get a three again. And the Lions, hopefully they just get closer to golfing here soon. Another divisional matchup between the team that we all went and grabbed a little of to win the division and then the team that was supposed to lose two straight against some juggernauts and did the opposite, which is a big problem. So now Tennessee is like a minus God knows what to win the division. They're probably a pretty good team that we're discounting a little because they lost a coordinator. They, you know, they lost a really good tight end. They gained an old ass receiver that we weren't sure was going to be good. (laughs) And at this point, like I think some reevaluation Tennessee is in in need, despite the fact that they still have a nasty ass cluster injury in the defensive secondary. This is a team that's had a bad secondary for years, and now it's bad plus hurt. This is like the Minnesota Vikings of last year, where it's like there's guys playing. It's like I don't know this guy. Even the diehards, like, was he on the practice squad? Was he picked up, you know, from bagging groceries for the Iowa Barnstormers? God knows where these people are coming from, but I mean, they had a rookie out there and then he got hurt. So Ken basically is like, how do you feel about the Colts passing game is how you feel about this game? Cause I think the Colts versus the Titans defense, is a decent matchup. I obviously the Titans have an advantage there, but it's not a huge mismatch, but the Colts, offense can they take advantage of the titan secondary it's not what we saw last week obviously with a team that should have been able to i i'd have to look what i make this one i'm probably pretty close to market here too because i didn't even really glance at this and all that much but yeah i make this like a pick i'm i'm gonna pick here this look ahead this number has been bet up in the total i don't know if that's people just assuming that the the tennessee offense will continue to run 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 and romp 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 but uh, it takes two to tango. Like, if you're betting this total up, you're assuming the Colts are able to score as well. Your take, I don't know. That's a great game. Very excited to see this one. Fun um, one. Titans have been entertaining football. Two weeks in a row, they get upsets against the uh, top of the power ranking chart. They take down the Buffalo Bills uh, in lucky fashion. And then the utter demolition of the Kansas City Chiefs, something that I don't know very many, if any, saw coming. Um, mad at myself because my numbers said Bet Titans last week, and I did not. Uh, and all that said, I in a million years, if you had been like, um, Titans scored 27 in this game. Uh, they don't score at all in the second half. Uh, do you want to take them plus four? I probably would have passed. <laughs> <laughs> they held the Chiefs to three points somehow. Do you have, and I don't want, I guess we'll save, maybe save this discussion for the Chiefs, but um, no. I just didn't see it coming. And uh, realistically, they're going up against a Colts team that I think is there. They are still very much fraudulent in my mind. Um, three and four for them is exactly correct. Maybe. Uh, a little on the fat side. Uh, this is a team that is getting a bottom half of the league performance out of Carson Wentz, but because he is not breaking their backs regularly, people are kind of like, oh, is exceeding expectations. And that's kind of glossing over the fact that this offense still has huge questions and huge problems. Um, Michael Pittman, I think, is also cl- gl- gl- you know glossing over a lot of the warts with this passing attack. 
Jonathan Taylor is absolutely carrying this offense and the way he's been able to run the football. The offensive line has been injured a lot. I just I think this Indianapolis offense ultimately at on their best day is league average. Uh, And that's going to be tough for them to hang with the Tennessee team that uh, is assuming, assuming A.J. Brown is on the field and playing every snap. This Tennessee Titans team is very, very, very solid offensively. And if A.J. Brown is not out there, they have a completely different composition. And it's somewhat, it's it's stark to see it. You can't can't miss it. Um, I would expect that... The A.J. Brown news will move this market one way or the other. In fact, I think A.J. Brown on the injury report today moved this number uh, to Colts favorite. That's my guess. Um, And so without really having a solid feel there, I stayed away from the side and total. Uh, We saw this. We saw the favorite flip from Colts to Titans after the results last week and then back to Colts on the injury news. Um. Carson Wentz is gonna he's gonna break your heart one of these days if you're back in the Colts. I don't want to be part of it. Um, and this is a high leverage game for the AFC South and the playoffs in general in the AFC. So I'm actually I'm actually I'm a little pro Carson as much as I've hated the guy through his like there are just some advanced metrics that are showing that he's not terrible and he's played a couple games pretty injured. And I was just, if you look at if you look at his game logs, you can be like, oh, he hasn't thrown an interception in four games. Well, I mean, they ruled it's like was that a hit or an error? Like the the fumble that he finger flicked towards uh towards that linebacker. They called that a fumble. And on that same drive, he tried to throw at least three interceptions. He's still making some bad decisions. But again, this is not the as much as I'm down on the Niners secondary the Titans are a worse secondary. He should have an okay game. He's never going to be good. He's never going to be great, clearly, but they have a good run game. They've made use of that awesome, awesome offensive line. They seem to have some plan for their offense and it's working as well as it's going to work this year. This isn't going to be a playoff team, but they're going to be a team that can hang with, you know, most teams. I don't, uh, I don't want to take them here, but yeah, this, this, it's nice over spot as well. It's got steamed up. I'm not jumping in at the late at late end of the number, but uh, probably a live betting to game for me as well. Ooh, very much interested in a live angle in this one. Yeah, whatever team is down is going to be live to come back. I think that's fair. Too bad. Too bad defenses too. Uh, neither of these defenses is worth writing home about. We're oh, we already, got another run. Yeah, we're already at three runs technically. Oh, yeah? tied one one. Mm. Can't can't end the tie. So mm. and run run scored first inning came in for anybody who had that off a sack fly and now Darnod Darnod it's it's like one of the musketeers this guy's name Darno Dar D'Artagnan Darno D'Artagnan yeah, I know how to say so it. the last D is silent I'm just goofing um um it LA, like the, oh, yeah. yeah oh good. Yeah, I was gonna say as long as we're doing uh yeah, as long as we're doing a whip around uh, cashier run scored in the first inning death. Yes. Uh that was a winner. Um our under in LA or in Oklahoma City, weird. Um 
apparently the Lakers are better without LeBron James, uh, is what we're <laughs> learning on this uh, last two games stint. Um, Dan, I and, didn't know how far behind Dan is on his stream. I, I oh, called no. the home run on the on the podcast before he got to see it. I'll I'll keep my mouth <laughs> shut. Um, and somehow I'm annoyed because I the Timberwolves should be up for freaking 20 points and they're going to go into end of the first quarter. Odd team. It's an odd team. They should be up by so many, man. They're playing so much better than these than the Bucks tonight, and uh, yet it's going to be a 10 point margin. Um, back to back to teams that, that uh, I downgraded the most. Houston apparently was still not uh, low enough in my in my rankings. I I still went lower. I had them like six to seven points worse than the average team. Obviously, they're down there with well, the Lions are getting awful close now, but they're down there now, and they they have had I've had to downgrade them like a field goal. That feels awful, but at the same time, part of that is the quarterback thing. I don't want to spend much time on this because we have the possibility of a different quarterback, which makes probably a two point difference in my mind, maybe okay. a little more. Even you know, it's a big total. If you get whiff of Tarad playing. 14 and a half is probably playable. They just traded a running back today and they got a pissed off wide receiver. So maybe that's enough to keep me away. I feel bad. Like if, if you see how drew was on Sunday, that is, that is Brandon cooks every day. He is not having a good time down there. Never having a good time. He is like, he's the, now he's the only player. He's like the Will Smith, Jeff. Like there's nobody left down there. So he's a very good player. Hopefully he finds himself a good team or they get a quarterback in the draft. Uh, Godspeed if you took this on either side and this total. I have no idea what to make of this. Texans could get garbage points. Texans could get shut out. Texans have been shut out. We've seen this. So no uh, no take here. Quick uh, pass on me. All right. I took the points here because I do think it is going to be Tarod. And even if it's not Tarod, Davis it's not gonna Mills. jump. It's not going to jump back. You can buy out if you want. Yeah, right. And, and honestly, Davis Mills at home has been much more competent than Davis Mills on the road. Why? Who knows? But Davis Mills is good for zero or three points when he's on the road, and he is good for at least some competent offense when he's on the road. It's like saying this third-degree burn hurts what much less in this one place than the other. He's awful. Yes, but you can't deny the splits are very stark. Uh, He cannot run the offense on the road. I don't know why. Um, just, I mean, we have crowds now, and uh, Tarad, yes, Tarad would be a big deal. So, I, yeah, I, also, I don't hate the look. You know, Rams, uh, you know, kind of, you know, going, you know, making their way through the malaise in the middle making of the schedule. Rams have Sunday Night Football on deck next week against the Tennessee Titans. And then a couple other important kind of divisional tests after that. It's unlikely to me that the Rams are going to expose much of their playbook in this spot. Uh, I would be surprised if we see any of the uh, kind of nuanced stuff that they would like to keep in their back pocket for when they play the likes of the Niners and the Packers coming up at the uh, in the month of November. Um, yeah, this is a my, this is a, my last... this is a kind of take care of business. We don't need to win with margin kind of a spot here. And uh, I would expect that uh, um, you have uh, this is a forgettable game. Where it, it probably very, comes down to it probably comes down to garbage time either way, um, but I, I two, think fourteen and a half is a little too many. Two, yeah, two quick things on there that is keeping me off this is the fact that the the Los Angeles Rams got down 
two scores to a very bad team right off the bat last week. And they have to be focusing on, we're not letting that happen. We're going to come out quick. We're going to get, we're going to get up big on this team. We're going to, uh, I'd like the 14 and a half a lot more than anything in the first half. Like this is a backdoor. I think if they get back into it, they're going to, if, if they cover this game, I feel like it's not like they cover it wire to wire. They get back within the number with some points later on. Like the, the Rams scoring and taking care of business early feels like the move. And the other thing is Davis Mills is better at home, but it's still such a small sample size. I'm not sure there's signal Davis Mills everywhere. And everything about this offense is just a turnover machine. So like, I, I feel like this cover might come down to, are they turning the ball over with the goalpost over their shoulder? Or are they turning the ball over on the other side of the 50? Cause they're good for a couple turnovers. Like if they, if they have the, if it's, you know, on par, just the run rate they normally have, this one could get out of hand and it'll suck. But again, <laughs> you know I can't I can't get to 14 and a half here either. You went know, you know what in a, ba- a bad place I'm in right now and betting the NFL. I talked myself into this move of sending Ingram was a good thing for the Texans because now Philip Lindsay is a guy that plays he plays fucking hard, man. That guy plays hard. He's gonna go out there, he's gonna get the rock, he's gonna be able to shorten this game, keep he'll this, tote, he'll this margin that rock. closer. Um, I don't know. Let's go Texans. Just do something. <laughs> let's talk. Let's talk about a much better game and a much saner angle. Oh no, never mind. <laughs> I, I still, I'm still against you. I'm not betting Cincinnati right. at this number. I'll tell you my, I'll, I'll tell you my case, and you can poke all the holes in it. How about that? I'm, I'm, okay. Uh, Cincinnati is not a team that is good enough to be three scores chalk on the road against any team of professional football players. And for those reasons, 10 and a half is too many points. Fundamentally, this was a number that in the preseason uh, we had expected to be around a pick em. That's correct. A pick em. In fact, Jets were favored by one in the close, at preseason closing market here. The only game on their entire schedule where they were favored. The Bengals have been impressive this season. There is no denying this. I completely, completely walk back some of my disdain for their offensive identity because clearly it's not even the Zach Taylor offensive identity. It is the Joe Burrow offensive identity. He is a good damn player and he is healthy and he has an unbelievable chemistry with this wide receiver crew. And anytime that you have uh, a general uh you know three weapons everybody on the same page clicking on all cylinders you're going to score a lot of points in this league regardless of your opponent and yes i think they almost certainly caught the baltimore ravens in a low spot last week the baltimore ravens defense was sloppy as hell blown assignments absolutely laughable missed tackles like 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 what are we doing like you know they they played their first percentile defensive game against this Bengals team. That is warping perception of exactly how good the Bengals are. There is an in general market overcorrection here of people looking at this Bengals team and saying, wow, they're so much better than I thought preseason. I have to make an aggressive adjustment on these guys. They are real contenders in the AFC North now. Like this is all breakneck happening because of the last two results where they beat the tar out of a dog shit Lions team. And then they caught the the Ravens defense on a day where they were absolutely everyone was having their bad day. And I just, I don't think that it is warranted to expect their median expectation for the Cincinnati team is all of a sudden good enough to where they should be three score favorites over any other team in the NFL, even the lowly Texans at home. So this is too big of a number. And, and 
I don't even need to go farther than to say the Westgate hung three and a half last week for the Cincinnati spot against the Jets. The Bengals were three and a half point favorites against the Lions two weeks ago, for Christ's sakes. Now they're 10 and a half. There's been there's seven points difference between the Lions and the Jets. I don't think so. And it's this is just too much of an adjustment, too fast. It's not real. And there's gonna be some there's yeah, gonna be some growing the pains. There's gonna be some growing pains here uh, for the Bengals overall. No, this is all Bengals love. That Mike White is not a meaningful <laughs> downgrade from Zach Wilson. He's not. Zach he's Wilson's a, been terrible. He's better than Mike White. He's it's two points. It's okay, for sure too fine. I mean, any 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 starting quarterback to a backup from Western Kentucky, not named. Look, man. Um, if you're telling me that this should have been a seven-point game Kentucky. and that it moved to eight and a half because of the downgrade. Well, the market's agreeing with you. Look, look. No, the market's going away. It's going to no. It's going to a That's what that uh, should be my oh, whole okay. argument. It's like okay. nobody's nobody agrees with you on this. I make it eleven point eight, and I oh did not gosh. give. I did not give Cincinnati an upgrade this week. I left Cincinnati's number right where it was. I left the Jets. I dropped it a point one point eight for the quarterback, and I make it eleven point eight. I have the Jets that low. This is not. I don't have Cincinnati. I should go look where I have Cincinnati. I think you just have the Jets too high. Cincinnati right now is my eleventh best team, and that is probably pretty fair. They're a playoff team. They probably don't beat the. They don't beat the Ravens. What more than three or four times out of ten? If you play that game again, that was a low spot. But the rate and uh, again, one percent, one percent level for the Ravens' defense is for sure hyperbole. Like, but you know, maybe like that was like a tenth percentile kind yeah, of. Yeah, sure. Offense. That was a minus so one a standard deviation plus. A, yeah, or, or a tenth, yeah, yeah. a two, probably two standard, probably but two, yeah. a, a tenth percentile defense. Um, for for the Ravens is probably on par with what you're getting from the Jets on a weekly basis. The Jets' defense was terrible to start the season. They had multiple injuries preseason. They've continued to have injuries. They tackle basically, well. and I don't think I don't think it's going to matter with this offense. Like this this team can cover that. This might be. And again, I think the biggest thing is you know the Jamar Chase obviously is a huge deal, especially since they have other receivers that is good. But at the same time, it's. It's just like this defense isn't as good as they say they are, but against the Jets, this defense is good enough to maybe shut this goddamn team out. Like the Bengals, the, basically for the Bengals not to cover this, you gotta, you should just be betting the under. Like you're basically saying the Bengals don't get to like 24. You know, and the Bengals offense has looked like it's clicking in a lot of different ways. You know, you, the Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow thing is great, but they have other good receivers. They have a tight end who is suddenly top 10, maybe at times top six. Like he's been great. He's, he go look at his stats. It's, it's jarring what they've done with Yuzuma. And Joe Mixon is playing really, really well, despite being on the injury report all week. Like I just, I just can't get the Jets defense to keep this team below that. Like I think this total's a little low. I, I don't, I don't want to lay it with the Bengals because again, you can't sit and lay, lay a big number off a huge adjustment off a team who just had a big win and the Jets. This is one of those things where the Jets is the right side and there's just no chance I'm putting money on the Jets because I'll feel stupid when they're down 21 nothing in the second quarter and Mike White has thrown the ball four four times at the foot of a receiver. 
Like it's I'm I'm not in a spot where I'm backing Mike White even at home with this many points. I make the Jets very very close to Houston at this point. I I had to give them a downgrade. It's it's a rough spot. I have the Jets rated around almost equal to the Lions and a little bit above the Houston Texans. I th- yeah, and... I think you're still just low on Cincy. I mean, maybe. I, I mean, I have them in the clearly in the top half right now. But where do you uh, have them ranked in relation to Cleve to Cleveland? I'm curious. I have Cincinnati and Cleveland almost dead even. Same. I think you have them both low then. And I'm giving Cleveland a weird injury downgrade too. So I mean, either way, I I get where you're at. The right side is the Jets, but not with money. You know what I mean? Like the situational spot is just screaming to bet the Jets. I I can't do it. Like I, I can't I can't uh I can't bet either side of this. Yeah, and we didn't even Cleveland. get to the situational spots, which is that you are talking about a Bengals team that is coming off of the franchise. Coming off a huge win, yeah. Biggest win of these all of these young players, biggest win of their career of their lives. Uh is and it? yes. Well you think this is the biggest win for Joe Burrow. <laughs> As professionals, then yeah, I guess sure. He, but that's the thing: his po- his poise, his poise as a professional. It looks like he's been in the league for six years. Like I can't that like his game is great, his mechanics are good, his rapport with the receivers. I cannot get over his poise as a professional. Like I, I can't rate him as like a second year player who missed a good chunk of his first year. I think that's a big reason I have the Bengals so high. When you have a quarterback who's, you know, showing the leadership that you're not getting, I'm like half the other teams and he's i mean he's older than lamar actually technically if you want to get down to that okay well uh they're in an absolute widowmaker spot it's a shit situationally. spot for sure. uh third week in a row on the road mm-hmm. they have a home game against the cleveland browns next week where they are um you want to guess what that spread is home game against cleveland probably two Minus three. They are minus three point favorites at home against Cleveland next week. That might be my um, high spot against Cincy, especially if they take care of business here. Yeah, well, that, that would be a good one. Um, yeah, but you know, they they uh, there's a non-zero chance that this is as high as Cincinnati will be all season. I know if it were anyone but the Jets, this is such a perfect spot for me. I just can't, couldn't do it. So let's talk about another poopy team. In yeah, Pittsburgh. Lakers are going over their total, by the way. No defense nah. now at this point. We'll just we'll just wait for that lull, that lull in the scoring. So I don't watch the NBA. It's, mm-hmm. it's too too uh well, Lakers to watch. offensive rating right now is one sixty. Uh, That's Thunder not good are for not Thunder. playing defense. Yeah. Um, Stop jogging. Start walking the ball up. <laughs> Pittsburgh at Cleveland. I don't. I, this is one I wanted to skip pretty hard because I don't have I don't have a good grip on either of these teams. Pittsburgh, just because I don't have a grip on what they're trying to be as far as an identity, and Cleveland because of the massive injuries. With the adjustments I've made over the past couple weeks, I am making this a, a three. Like I have Cleveland minus three. But Pittsburgh is coming off a bye that's neutralized a little by Cleveland getting 10 days rest. If Cleveland's healthy, I can see why the money's coming in on Cleveland. Some smart minds have bet Cleveland. That's about all I have to say about that. Ch- Chubb back doesn't matter. Obviously, you saw what Duranis did. Like 
Baker healthy, the offensive line remaining healthy, and the defense playing up is what matters to this team. This is a bad offensive line. If they win that battle in the trenches, the Browns might win this by two scores. I hope that's the case. Yeah. I'm still holding out hope that the Browns somehow do something this season. Um, they have a winning record. They, I think they're definitely a wild card team. Yeah. That's the way it feels like it's trending, but uh, they need to win this game. That's important. Oh, yeah. This is kind of they don't do four must four. wins here. But... Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. This is a, is this a, is this a loser leaves town match? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's no must wins, uh, but it's a can't lose. Yeah. Um, super low total. Uh, I think the Browns defense has really got a nice matchup here against the Steelers offensively. I agree with you. We've seen this been bet out from three to three and a half. Uh, and I don't see it going any further. I doubt this comes back. People have been against Pittsburgh a lot this season. Uh, I don't think anyone's yeah, well, running to their yeah, running to their uh, support now. Make sense. God damn it. The Timberwolves are just going to screw me tonight too, aren't they? Um all right, well, uh, I'm going to move on here because I don't really have much else to say except for let's go Miles Garrett, get uh, five more sacks. Uh, it's not asking much. Uh, ben Rothsberger is a statue, for crying out loud. Um, it's a predictable offense, so they should, be, they should be matched up really well against that Pittsburgh defense. Any consideration on Pittsburgh team total under as the uh, secret pop play? 20 and a half? Cleveland's just a little banged up. I can... Okay. Forget it. I'll think about it. Well, under consideration, I like that look. Okay. Um, here, here's two teams that looked like shit last week. San Francisco <laughs> at going to Hallis Hall. The Bears will be without Coach Nagy. He has the COVIDs. San Francisco will, will be without an answer at quarterback. And we are up to Niners minus three and a half with a Wisconsin-ish Big Ten-esque total on the board of 39 and a half it's it's never going to challenge the uh the actual low total in the big 10 this weekend but boy <laughs> this is a ugly ugly matchup we saw what the niners were offering up on uh prime time with us there and that was uh that was quite the quite the, also the performance by the bears as far as just this is what we have we're not going to get any better than this our offense has shown like two glimpses now of, hey, we can make this young quarterback do a few things, and then all of a sudden the next week it's just gone. So don't have a strong grip on what the Bears are trying to do. I know the offensive line has been – honestly, the offensive line is graded out better than I thought it would. It's not the absolute dumpster fire that we thought. Um, it's just turning out that sacks are a Justin Fields stat. And, you know, he's he's new, he's green, and he doesn't have the good coaching situation some other young quarterbacks have been afforded. And this was always going to fail, I guess. Isn't his coaching situation better this week than a normal week, though? I don't know. Did you see the report where they asked Nagy? Like, Nagy said he's not at Hallis Hall, but he wouldn't tell him where he was. <laughs> That's weird, first off. So I don't know if he's... Uh, if he's yeah, he legally probably or legally the bylaws or whatever, I'm, I'm not sure if he's allowed to, you know, get involved in the game, uh, coaching remotely or anything. I don't think anyone's uh, remember Eric Eager told us that like they can't have phones or even the internet if you're coaching. So I, you know, obviously he's not coaching, so that's probably a probably a bonus. Um, yeah, Mac is out. Probably doesn't matter, but it doesn't help. And then I, I guess I know what the Bears are going to do. 
I'm I'm familiar with what, this. What are they going to do? They're going to look. They're going to look kind of bad. They're going to make a lot of mistakes. <sighs> Probably like ten. You think? 10, 12, 11? 10? How do you take advantage of San Francisco? What part of their defense would you pick on? Uh, the secondary. Secondary. <laughs> the, the, the deep passing threat that is the Chicago Bears. Like, the, the San Francisco can't is... not commit pass interference, though. That's that's fair. Like if the Bears are smart, they just throw it up. Like I, toss why, it. Why, do, why do not? the do the bullshit thing where you throw a deep pass fifteen yards shallow, and if the safety's deep and he's not going to be there to swoop in and just let your pass interference stuff take advantage. But yeah, that my question to you, and I don't have much to say on this, is like, what is the San Francisco offense matchup against the Bears? Like how how it's does excellent. San Francisco get this done? Yeah, I mean, it's a good matchup, but it should have been a good matchup against Indy. And that was a weird game affected by weather. But at the same time, how does San Francisco get, get this shit going? I mean, San Francisco had a couple of really, really unfortunately timed fumbles in that game. A bunch. That's fair. And you you rerun that in any other type of condition, wind, uh, you know, still neutral, snow even, that's probably... Uh, a substantially different final score. Um, San Francisco makes their team total over in most of those games, I think. Um, they pushed around the Colts' defensive line like no problem on that first drive, and then they got away from that because the Colts made a couple of nice adjustments. Um, I think the Bears' defense is susceptible to uh, whatever Kyle Shanahan rolls out. I think the Bears are going to be especially susceptible in the red zone. Um, and I think the, uh, the Niners put some scoreboard pressure on the bears here and the bears should be able to take advantage of some of the weaknesses of the Niners defense. I'm basically just coming around to saying 39 and a half is just phenomenally low. I think this is like 24, 17 kind of a game. Yeah. The bears, the bears, 24, 17 go, is go over this total with yeah. some garbage points. Garbage time. Trubisky's back in the new form. 24-17, kind of a final score seems reasonable to me. That's 41. Um, I'll be looking at a Niners, second half over here. Niners are there. Uh, you know, Basically, I'm not even asking the Bears to make their team total of 18.5. They can get to 17, and I still think this goes over. 39.5 is just too low. I played it small. I think the Bears, uh, the Bears offense with a week of laser oh, Bears. coming up with the concepts might look a little frisky. Who knows? I think Matt Nagy's fingerprints have been a negative for this offense for the entirety of the season so far. And so yeah. uh, there's going to be, you know, even if they're not good looks, they're going to be fresh looks, which means the Niners defense might be caught by, caught by surprise by some things. Um, there'll be some surprises. I think that's really all I can tell you. Surprise. So I played the over. Let's move on. Urban Meyer back off the bye, fresh off a win. This team is um, defeated no more. We are one and five now. They took the buy off London, which made sense, even though Miami didn't and covered a game, almost won it. And they face a team in utter disrepair right now. Gino's not the answer, obviously. It's not what they wanted to do. You know, nobody wants Russell Wilson to get hurt, but is this is this season just shot for Seattle? I think, yeah. I mean the answer is yes. It's rhetorical. But what, Russell I mean, what, Wilson what do comes do? back after the bye. Yeah, it's like week 10. I mean, you you could if you can and I think that's the thing. Like if you're coaching this team, you need these games. You need to win these 
bad games where I mean let's just looking at Seattle's schedule they have Jacksonville by I don't think he doesn't come back after the bye does yeah, he yeah he's a, he's eligible to come back for the Packers game yeah I think he's eligible but I don't think he's gonna be medically ready they they pulled the pins early did they oh god hopefully that turns out all right for him yeah. I need to see like long term because they got squirrely about a season where they're two and fucking five <laughs> um so and yeah, yeah that's the thing too like if if you lose this game Keep P. Carroll's got a winning record streak. He's got to maintain. He's got to put Russell Wilson back out there with a uh, torn but ligaments what, in his middle finger. What if you screw, what if you screw this game up? Because what what we saw on the field from Seattle is the kind of team that could lose this game to Jacksonville, despite how bad they are. I'm not saying this number's wrong. I'm not saying I'm betting the Jags money line, but this is a team who has a game in them that loses to the Jags even at home. Which is rough to say, but it's just, it's not a talented team. Obviously, Russell Wilson takes care of a lot of problems. If you are f- two and six heading into the bye, you really trot Russell Wilson back out there against Green Bay and Arizona. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. If, I think that changes things. But, and this team might, might just be shot because they have Green Bay, Arizona, the Rams, and Arizona and San Fran at home, I guess. And the schedule of San Fran, if they can get anything right. But like, there's, there's probably, I mean, nine losses is kind of right there for them. So you're eight at eight's kind of your loss floor. Yeesh, like a nine and eight season. Is that what you're looking for? I guess if you're Pete Carroll and you want the winning season, you, got you know what else? Uh, the nine and eight, you know what else nine and eight gets you? A bad draft pick. No, yeah. seven seed. Oh, yeah. And then you get to go pay. I don't even think the, the Seahawks team. have their draft pick, right? Didn't they give it to the Jets for Jamal Adams? <laughs> the, yeah, the Jets should. The jet maybe the Jets are in Gino's ear still. Like, hey Gino, we need to we need you to take a dive against the Jags, buddy. Help us out here. We'll shove you some money under the cable. I don't have an opinion here. I I don't think I have strong enough ratings on these teams just based on what we're gonna get from uh, a Gino led Seahawks. I'm not sure how much I should be downgrading them week to week. This number is probably pretty close because we haven't seen a ton of action in the market. And, uh, no interest in this game, watching or betting. Okay. I mean, do you have an angle on this or? No. <laughs> Passed. Yeah. Used my restraint. I didn't bet every game on the card. <clears throat> Passed Weak. this week. <laughs> uh, I guess uh, I'll, let me use, I'll use this time to ask you a question. Uh, do you have any appetite for Trevor Lawrence Rookie of the Year at 9-1? to one? I'm already on Mac. You know, I've got too many rookie of the year tickets that are already going to lose. I don't need to add another loser to like nine to one. Yeah, I mean, just it takes a chase injury. Oh, really? I mean, like three bad. He's like, you see what his market number is in some places? It's minus two fifty. Yeah, it's insanely high. Yeah, Uh, is it? We haven't seen a quarterback. There might not be a a rookie quarterback won't be leading a team with a winning record, most likely. True. Unless the Patriot, Patriots have a shot. Kyler Murray it, won it with an awful record over some very good wide receivers. I know, but man, the the narrative around the Bengals is too much right now. It's almost the it's almost like the Browns narrative. That's why Stefanski got coach of the year over the Bills. The Browns had been so futile for so many years. Like the Bengals being essentially the Browns for a couple of years and then bouncing back like this, it, it might just be too much. So no, no interest in that. 
I like him. I think he long term, he's probably the best out of the class. AJ Brown and DK Metcalf had amazing rookie seasons on winning teams that went to the playoffs, and Kyler Murray won the award over them uh, with a five and eleven record. He was fun though. I mean, it highlights. It's like when Lamar won MVP. It's all the highlights you see on on Sports Center that night. Him with those long runs with spins in it. Same thing with Jamar Chase putting up two hundred yards games. Yeah, and the Chargers. Yeah, I know the Chargers won it last year with Herbert with a losing record, and it, it was tough because J- Justin Jefferson did a lot. At the same yeah, time, that's that was, a great great corollary. There just wasn't the steam with it. Like it wasn't from the beginning of the year. I don't know if that's what did it. Like the fact that this is just right from Jump Street, the whole season. He's and he's better than Justin Jefferson right now, as far as stats go. So I don't know, man. I I don't want it. Okay. Hmm. I all right. Yeah, I, I, and the Jaguars don't get even close to the five or six win mark. Too. I, it's hard to give it to somebody with like two wins. Hmm. Okay. That seems fair. I bet the Chargers. Yeah, tell me this pen. I bet him also. Sell me the uh, sell me this pen. Really nice spot for him. Um, we talked about Cincinnati. How you should bet against Cincinnati. They're coming off this game where they looked so good, and the market's high on them. Patriots, same kind of thing. The Patriots are not that good. Um, they're just against a team that nobody should ever bet on. Like they were against a team that will not score, that will give up 50 points to almost anybody and will embarrass anybody who has money on them. So New England, sorry, Drew, I'm just picking on you now. <laughs> I wasn't I even mean, listening. I was watching. No, I was, I was making, making fun of Jets. Yeah. But uh, New England, I mean, the, the, again, the performance from New England is not something you're going to see on the regular. I don't know why Bill decided to really stomp on the throat late. Like they, they were – I saw Hoyer toss one up to the end zone from like 20 out. Like, what are we doing here? But, uh, yeah, it's probably a good betting spot for the Chargers. I get to minus 5, 108. It doesn't really matter. Minus 5, minus 6. It's a good bounce back spot for a really good offense, a really good young coaching staff, a really nice quarterback, and a defense that can go toe-to-toe with this vaunted 50-burger Patriots offense, I suppose. Hmm. Uh, interesting to note, I don't disagree with any of that. I think the Chargers are the play as well, but it's interesting and kind of somewhat concerning that the low number on the board right now for the Chargers is at Circa. Um, Circa is obviously influential with taking these limits early in the week. Uh, they are down to five. So somebody out there feels relatively strongly that the New England Patriots are alive. Um, even though, as you noted, this is a brutal spot. Uh, they're flying across the country, coming off of a huge divisional win, going up against a team off a of bye who did everything you've heard from Staley over the last week, talking about their self-evaluation and what they need to do differently was like checks every box of what you really want them to be focusing on. So I'm excited to see what that what that process uh, begets. And I think Mac Jones is in an you're asking Mac Jones all you're asking him to do a lot if you're asking him to go on the road and stay within a touchdown of this very dynamic offense, um, particularly with the plays that they're giving him. Now I will note that the Chargers do give up the run. They're very, very soft against the run. Very soft. And the Patriots offensive line has gotten better. They've come into form. They are getting you know, kind of the production they expected out of Damian Harris. Um, it's a question of if the Chargers kind of 
address their run fits this over the bye week and uh, uh, are able to just you know just in a general sense stop the bleeding uh, as the Patriots are attempting to uh, control the clock and make things easier for their rookie quarterback. Uh, the minute that this is a negative st- game state for New England, I think it's game over. Yeah, it's um, and not only that, if it's a positive game state for New England, I'm live betting. I'm, fi- yeah. I'm doubling. I'm doubling down on the Chargers. I like them from behind as well. So, and that that's the thing. Like, uh, in the Jets, God, who did the Patriots play before the Jets? The Patriots played the Cowboys and lost in overtime. <clears throat> okay, no, it was the Jets game. The Patriots, um in the positive game state or the jets in a negative game state are such a bet against team too. I should go find my live tickets on new England. I had some like minus 15 and a half early and minus 18. Like there was, there was some hilarious, like I'm going to keep betting these. I don't, I don't. And eventually I stopped. Obviously I wasn't betting like minus 25s or something. I could have apparently, but the, you know, when, when a team is in a positive game state and looks that good, like the, the chargers have, I'm I'm fine backing them like minus nine and a half if they get up early, so we'll we'll see how it goes. But yeah, definitely a a look for me here. My numbers don't 100 percent jive with this. I'm not showing like some big um, big edge here. It's just the the situational spot in the matchup and how I like this offense versus the Patriots defense right now. More situate or uh, positional group matchup stuff, I guess. So go Chargers. Yeah, I like it. Skip this next one. Washington football team heads up to the altitude, the thin air. There may be snow in this game. Did you hear that? Yeah, that'd be fun. Forget who told me that, but there might be snow in this one. Washington football team and the Taylor Heineke experience has gone off the rails the last two weeks. Have After him being, he was relatively, uh, he was a relatively frisky guy through a number of weeks of the season, and then the last two weeks he has scored in the teens. Uh, against some pretty bad defenses from the Kansas City Chiefs and the Green Bay Packers. Green Bay Packers not a bad defense, but an injured defense. Um, Taylor Heineke uh, still has some weapons to work with. He should be able to do well against the Denver squad that has had a cluster injury across the linebacker core that we haven't seen in a long time. They are signing guys off of other teams' practice squads who do not belong on NFL rosters. Uh, which means it's going to be tough for them to tackle the running attack from Washington. That's where Washington wants to dictate. Uh, with their trenches, you know, through the ten- trenches in general, that should be the way that this game plays out. I don't think we're going to see a resurgence at this point from from Teddy Bridgewater and company. Even though he is getting Jerry Judy back, he has developed some chemistry with Cortland Sutton. Um, Sutton looks healthier, at least, than he was earlier this season. Um, so maybe this total is a little bit too low at forty three, but I really couldn't. Find my find it in my heart to bet on an over in a game that, after seeing what uh, Washington did to overbackers last week. Yeah, Washington looked good. I honestly, I I think the Denver secondary is probably better than the Green Bay secondary, which is something because uh, I don't have them ranked all that highly. But at the same time, both these offenses have been very very subpar against you know anyone but good te- anyone but bad teams. You know they uh. The whole argument that the whole world had after Denver started three and zero, you know, the whole week, the only narrative was like, were they actually good or not? Well, I guess you know they lost four straight. They weren't. They played three teams who have not been like, 
oh man, this team had a low win total, but they're actually probably pretty good. No, the teams they beat are shit teams. They're horrible teams. Maybe the three worst teams. Like they would have just had to play, you know, Detroit yet. But it is it is a rough, rough, rough season here. And Fangio probably is in danger and likely I would think loses his job at the end of the year because I don't know how much patience they can have with him with the, how they've looked, especially if they just keep rattling off losses after it seems like the good start is more of a curse for coaches because it's like, what did you do? Why did you change what you were doing? It's like, oh, the schedule. But uh, I mean, I, maybe that's just me projecting because I would fire fans. You know, I just don't like defensive, too many defensive minded head coaches who are unwilling to go find somebody exciting to take care of this offense. I know they don't have a great quarterback situation, and that could quickly be solved by a, a certain State Farm representative heading their way in the offseason. But if I'm getting Aaron Rodgers, I'm bringing in some offensive minds to gel and mesh with him all summer long and go back and do the same thing you do when you're a Denver Bronco. Have a super old Hall of Fame quarterback win you a Super Bowl. Done it twice. Why not thrice? I don't have an. I don't have any action in this game. I wouldn't bet this with anyone's money. No interest in this. Uh, this might be a live under if I if I like what I'm seeing. Mm, okay, interesting. Um, no, no play for me either. Um, Tampa Bay and New Orleans. I did t- some, get some late action on this one. Bet this today. Uh, you don't don't make many. I don't make many Wednesday bets, but I did this one today after we talked about it on the Matchbook Pod. Uh, talked it over with Suman uh, Pizza, and neither guy really could make a strong case against it. So I said, let's fire away. Uh, do you want to guess what it is? I don't know if you've heard it much. Probably have not. I did. I didn't have a chance to. I catch it sometimes, but I didn't. What have do you a think? The, today, what do you so think I the am... betting angle is on this game? What would you guess? So the Bucks at the Saints. I'm looking at my numbers. I'm looking at what it opened. I honestly, I kind of still like this over, even Ooh, where it's at. We are head to really? head because it was the yeah. under. Yes, the case is the under. Um, and I will break it down for you accordingly. Do it. The first of all, weird. I weirdly noted again by our friend uh, Doctor Doctor E of the PFF forecast. First time in franchise history that the Buccaneers are our favorite in New Orleans in the Superdome. Did you know that? I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense. The Buccaneers had some lean years, and even their Super Bowl year, it was like uh, it was I'm not even sure they were in the same division then. That might have been when that, 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 that might have been, been when NFC the Saints Central. were in the West and they were in the Central. I can't exactly yeah, that, remember. That could have been. I was going to say. Even then, like maybe that Brad Johnson team wasn't super favored all the time. That's true. <laughs> um, so, my general read on the side before getting to the total is that this is Saints or pass. Um, this is a huge swing in terms of implied win probability from the you know what last time we saw these two teams play in the in the playoffs. Obviously, the downgrade from uh, the implied downgrade from Drew Brees to Jameis Winston is twenty two percent. In terms of implied yeah. win, probably that's a big downgrade. Uh, and the Saints aren't relating the world on fire with Jameis, absolutely, but that's that's not what they're asking him to do. Like they're literally just asking him to take the easy stuff and throw it away if it's not there, or scramble if it's not there, or dump it off if it's not there. And that's what he's doing. And to this point, it is resulting in relatively mistake-free football. Um, the biggest mistake made by the Saints on Monday Night Football was the tight end Troutman fumbling. Like that, was, like Jameis was pretty clean in that spot, and that was a tough spot in the rain on the road in hostile environments. So I think in general, the Saints' offense is 
they're not league average. They're not close, but they're not like all time bad or, you know, they're not like uh, a team that you can't expect to get into, um, you know, get into scoring position and at least kick some field goals for you. Um, the opposite side of the ball, the Saints defense has been elite, period. They have played nobody. The competition has been lean, specifically the quarterbacks they have played have been poor, but they are playing, they're performing at a very, very, very high level defensively. They get David Onyemata back now, which means you now have a great matchup against any of rushing attack that Tampa Bay decides to bring to this contest. If Tampa Bay is trying to establish the run at any point in this game, either to kind of keep things balanced early or to put away the game with the lead in the second half, I think realistically it's going to struggle. I think Leonard Fournette under prop is looking good. Uh, and I think realistically this is going to be a game that Tom Brady is going to have to win through the air. Tom Brady is going to be without Antonio Brown. In fact, Antonio Brown may miss multiple weeks with his ankle deal. Uh, Rob Gronkowski, there's whispers he may play. I'll believe that when I see it. Uh, this is going to be a game that is going to have to be won by Tom Brady to Chris Godwin because Marshawn Lattimore is a Mike Evans eraser. Um, Tom Brady in general has struggled against the Saints defensively um in terms of what scheme they run saints are running an excellent scheme by the way there are a lot of wrinkles that are good for stopping a dynamic passing attack with lots of weapons like the like the uh um like the bucks have so realistically i think the saints defense can make this a game uh and 50 and a half points is a super high total considering um you know you have you know two elite units going head to head with the bucks offense versus the saints defense and then i Passed on the Saints plus five ultimately because they're missing Andreas Pete. The Bucks defense is starting to get healthy, and the specific matchup of Devin White versus Alvin Kamara is not good for the Saints offensively. Uh, and I can talk myself into a situation here where the Buccaneers, with all this familiarity with what the Saints want to do, uh, it's you know watered down with James Winston. Uh, Buccaneers could pitch, pitch a shutout here. They could keep them under ten points. This is a game that I feel like is decided by field goals, not touchdowns. 50 and a half is too high. I played the under. I think I might play the over just for the lulls. <laughs> just, I, I get, I get the, which team do you that. have more confidence in scoring here? I, I still have a, a lot of, I, I, I make, I make the saints a very good defense, but a lot of, a, you know, opponent adjusting in there. And at the same time, like the saints pass rush hasn't been good. The Saints pass rush kind of stinks. This is a very good offensive line. And hey, I, it is, if the it Saints is, pass is rush not... is great, though, so what? They're not going to generate pressure. No, but I, I, I think Even like if, they if, were you, great. If, you, if you want if you want to say the strength is a secondary, I mean, it just takes away a little of that because you're not getting any pressure on, you know, obviously with the great offensive line. And at, at the same time, like, you know, I'm Tyler Johnson – you know, you've got you've got other receivers here. Like Tyler Johnson is a very apt backup. If we're going to give Aaron Rodgers the benefit of the doubt, this is an offense that's averaging 37 points a game over the last three games without Gronk and two or all three of them. Like this offense is clicking no matter who's out there. It is a good defense. I'll give them that. But I just I think New Orleans is probably a little overrated on defense. It is not a top five defense. It's a top 10 defense. Like it is a good defense, but I mean, we've seen this too many times with uh, a good offense, a good offense against a, a great offense against a great defense. It usually goes to the to the side that the league has decided to like a lot better this year. I think it really comes down to I, I like New Orleans a lot. I like what they're doing with Kamara. 
and I, I think the main question is if how I believe this goes, I believe Tampa gets theirs. Tampa's getting to 27. Like, I, I really do believe that. That offense is just too good, even against a good D. It, it's, you know, it's on the road, but it's indoors. Tom's fine playing. It's not like a crowd noise is going to bother the savvy old vet. 27 I doesn't think, get them their team total over, by the way. No, I think I think this is a very close game. I like the Saints more than the over. I'm probably going to end up just playing the Saints here. I think I like the Saints quite a bit the more I look at this, despite their defense. Because, like I said, I'm not downgrading it to a middle of the pack. It's, it's a top 10 defense still. But I I really, really, really don't understand what we'll get out of negative game state Jameis. And by that, I mean, what will we get from the coaching staff? Because you're right, they haven't asked a lot out of him. They haven't asked for him to do much. Um, I want to see the secondary injuries for Tampa. Some of the biggest plays we've seen from New Orleans this year have been broken coverages. They have the receivers, even without their best receiver on the field still. They have receivers that can get open deep if the if the coverage breaks down. We've seen a couple of James, James and James has a goddamn cannon. He can hit those long balls. He's a great deep ball. So, I mean, the, the Saints are going to need one of those to stay in the game. I think you'll see some deep shots. And if they're down, that's that's the only thing that scares me about both the over and the Saints is what it, what do you see from the Saints if Tampa does, you know, just end up marching down the field a few times. So probably the Saints for me. Hmm. Okay. Those are fair points. Um, the only thing I will retort is the Buccaneers have played some really bad red zone defenses recently and they are converting red zone trips to touchdowns <laughs> at an insanely sure. high club we've seen that was super sticky with green bay after they were 15 of 15 in the red zone <laughs> <laughs> you mean you mean that it's more about what tampa bay is doing than what the defense I absolutely is I, I don't think i don't think red zone defense is a thing uh, I, they've, I, they've i'm going to i'm going to bat with it it's 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 too much variance for red, okay. red i don't i don't know if red zone defense is a thing I don't know if a team can be better in the red zone. I think so much is just the the, the plays that are called because you see so many. It's not I, it's not like when you go to a red zone and you have a bad result for one team, whether you're on them or against them. You're not just like, oh, man, they, they just dialed up the perfect defense. It's like, what was that play call? Like, why was that? a That is a play call you play when the safety's 30 yards deep, which he is not because you're at the fucking 10. Sure. You know, there, there's, there's, it but seems there's like a lot. The there's some guesswork. There's some understanding tendencies. There's some reading what the, you know, what the offense. No, I'm, I'm not saying the defense doesn't matter at all. It's still got to go out there and perform. But I put most red zone, uh, most red zone performance on the offense. Okay. And 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 if Gronk plays, and he's looking, yeah, right. if, well, if Gronk looks good tomorrow, like he might go, I might just stay away from this game or bet the over. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Oh, it's a Dallas. fair point. Those are fair points. That I I do worry a little bit about what you bring up, where maybe the Saints have had some aggressive wrinkles in their back pocket that they've been saving for this game. I, maybe know? I don't. Uh, know. Like, if I were them, I would have because that's how you beat these guys. Um, you know, they they like to blitz, blitz, blitz. Um, they like to leave their corners on islands. Uh, and now you have Traquan Smith healthy. If you're New Orleans, he's a burner. Callaway's been eh, the season. Better in the preseason. He's a a preseason monster. Yeah, right. Um, There's there's a case to be made that there's this is a little bit more uh, on the high scoring side, but uh, uh, it's probably going to end up like on fifty. It's going to turn out to be like a really good number. That's fine. Fine (laughs) with me. 
I'm not yeah. going to cry about that. Fine with me. I'll Maybe I'll tease this total. All right, Dallas, Minnesota. <laughs> if you hung, if you hung out with us on Sunday night, we bet this game at Pickham. In fact, there's a clip going around the the internet where Drew is doing his best Marshawn um, impression. You literally, you just say, "What the fuck." <laughs> you look at it it's you're just confused and the, the biggest thing about this and again if anyone has an answer for this i haven't really posited this to smarter people than us but when two teams are on the bye and there's no major injury news during the bye and the look ahead was two why does it open at a pick at most places? i could argue like, that why? there was positive injury news for the cowboys <laughs> The, the yeah. calf is looking better. And again, yeah. that's an, another feather in our cap for this bet. I saw some stuff from Dak today. He looked really good at practice. He looked very spry on that calf. If Ooh, Dak spry, is 100%. That's a good sign. I love it when I'm, a guy looks spry. I'm very happy about a spry quarter. I didn't, yeah. if you, if that was hampering him, I would have felt a little worse about this bet, obviously. But yeah, this is a, uh, yeah, we got Cowboys in a pick them. If it's two and a half flat, it's still a bet for me. I, I have this on the other side of three almost. So, we are going to bat with Dak, my possible MVP candidate for sure, comeback player of the year, uh, awardee, and the uh, Dallas Cowboys against this defense who's had a couple uh, injury pieces now that still Pierce is still injured. They had one other, I don't know if Barr's ever going to be fully healthy. Um, Vikings have some receivers that are banged up here and there. Mm. And yeah, this total has been, uh, has been bet up. I think it was a 52. 51, yeah, 52 50, on the open. 52 on the open. I said, this total's probably too low. I should take them both. Maybe get one of them right. And it is up to 55, and that is probably correct. Despite what Dallas has done on defense, a lot of the Trevon Diggs stuff has been luck. Like being in the right place at the right time. He's kind of a bad one-on-one -on -one corner at times. That yeah. might not play well. Like the Vikings will score 20-some points here. But I believe the Cowboys end up in the 30s. Who do you think gets better of the uh, Diggs versus Jefferson matchup? I wouldn't even put him on Jefferson. <laughs> I'd let somebody else get him. Put him on CD Lamb? Well, he's, yeah, he's just no, more like. Put him on, uh, I mean, uh, put him on Adam Cooper. Put him on Cooper. Just switch him on, switch sides in, uh, on the defense for practice. Um, I don't know. Who's, mo who's most like Jefferson if you're practicing this week? CD Lamb. It's Lamb, isn't it? It's Lamb. Yeah. Probably. Um, and people are asking about a Vikings tease. It's tough with a total this high. It is, it is, you know, towards the tip of where totals end up. Like that fifty-five to sixty range is kind of the the peak of where totals are in the NFL right now. It's it's a tough ask for a six-point tease for me, especially when I'm already on the other side. Although I've done this in the past and tried to middle a game. Yeah, we and I could use yeah if the if the Cowboys could score fifty points. And then Diggs gets torched three or four times on national television. That'd be great for our Miles Garrett DPOI. Lips, mm. Lipscomb in the chat makes a good point there. So not much to say outside of my offensive rating for the Dallas Cowboys is massive. We're going back to the uh, power ratings we were talking about early in the show. This was one of the teams I've adjusted up the most. Okay. Dallas is now my where are they? Where are they for you in the market this week? They are my fifth best team dallas's yeah i didn't i didn't think i was gonna say five i thought there were six or seven I'm at i seven. have them i have them practically indistinguishable though with five and six 
I was gonna say my my sixth team is Baltimore. Yeah, we're at a decimal. It, we're at a decimal for me between Rams, Dallas, and Packers at full strength. But yeah, between Rams, Dallas, Baltimore, Packers, and KC, I don't have a a really big difference in that range. It's Where's Tampa, KC for you now? They're at uh, they're down at. I mean, they're at seven technically, I guess, but I mean, it's right there. Wow. I mean, the, 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 yeah, they're like at not far from just jump, jumping right back up to five, though. Hmm. It's, I mean, it, are you in the same boat or it's Tampa, Buffalo, and Arizona are still kind of a, a chunk ahead of everyone? Uh, I'm up to – I'm Arizona and KC. I'm still – I wouldn't tell you that I would line Arizona a favorite over KC under neutral. I would. That's that's three four for me. I you would and put, it's not you so would much, put Arizona so as a favorite over Kansas City on a neutral. Interesting. Wow. By like a point and a half. Wow. I I don't think their offense is broken. That that's a dumb storyline. But their defense is not stopping a cold, and Arizona matches up. I'd, like I'd, I'd give them a matchup bump there. I'd probably only make it a point better, but I'd give them a little matchup bump. That offense would rip on KC right now. That'd be a fun game. That total should be a trillion, even though Kansas City <laughs> isn't scoring right now. And right right now, I'm I'm not sure what I'm doing with Kansas City. With uh, the I haven't heard anything of the injury, man. Are we are we a hundred percent sure Mahomes is hundred percent healthy? I've got anywhere. I'm like not. He, he was not in the. He wasn't in the protocol. But I'm not. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's wrap up Dallas and Minnesota, and then let's talk about Kansas City before we call it a pod. Um, okay. This feels like a good live betting game. Yeah. Yeah. Like whoever's down is live. Realistically, uh, Dallas's uh, you know aerial attack matches up brilliantly against Minnesota's weakness on defense. Um, similarly. Uh, Dallas can probably defend Minnesota's run first attack fairly well. So we're talking about likely Dallas takes the lead and is playing with the positive game state. They're a team that doesn't take their foot off the opponent's throat. So they're probably going to continue to push here. Minnesota takes the reins off of Kirk Cousins. He's at least a top 10 quarterback in the NFL, maybe higher. Uh, and uh, realistically, I think uh, this is probably going to be a good game like every other Dallas Minnesota game, regardless of who had the strength of each team. They've been all been really good games. Um, so it's, this one should be none, no different. They have had some great matchups over the years. Uh, Pearson pushed off. He shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. Um, Randy Moss. Randy Moss's uh, Thanksgiving game was probably my favorite game of my childhood because, you know, it was just like the whole family was there. And I think it was, it was just one of the gaudiest stat lines. It was like three catches for 150 yards and three touchdowns. You know, just like three bombs. That was a very, very fun game too. So uh, hopefully a good game where Dallas ends up up by like 10 with five minutes left and we don't worry about this number at all. That'd be fun. I hope that's how this goes. Let's go big D and we'll touch on let's touch on Monday night quick. Why is Kansas City's offense not broken, Drew? Because it is not. They're still showing all the metrics of being a very good offense. They just they just need to go out there and do it. Like good offenses have off weeks. Sometimes they have multiple off weeks in a row. Like this this offense is gonna be fine. This defense is not. This team is good. This team might not be a top three team just based on you know that some of the other teams that have jumped into that spot, 
and the fact that they can't stop a team a couple times and the offense maybe isn't what it was two years ago. So why are they probably still live to win this division, live to do some lot in the playoffs, but not what they were probably preseason? Well, here's the problem. Your Kansas City Chiefs were a relatively narrow distribution, a known quantity coming into this season. But right now, they are huge, huge, huge deviance potential. And the two reasons are the defense is well worth well worse than expected, which mm-hmm. puts a lot of premium on the a lot of pressure on the offense to get to 30 points to get wins. Uh-huh. They did not do enough to upgrade the skill position players around Pat Mahomes in the offseason. They invested way too much in the offensive line, which has gotten them marginal returns, which is something specifically we talked about, and it's tough to see it play out. Um, And they are now this huge deviance team because Pat Mahomes might be in trouble with this neck injury. This is now his second neck injury in eight months. Uh, He notably went out of that uh, game against the um, the Browns because of the way he landed on his neck. And the, if you saw that play, which I'm sure you have, against the Titans, that was a nasty, nasty uh, way that he tw- you know tweaked his neck there, uh, you know, running into the knee of the oncoming player. And uh, you know he didn't look good after on the field after the play. I'm not a I'm not an independent neurologist. We've been over That's this. That's why I thought it was a concussion <laughs> at first. He looked woozy after the play. It was his, it was before his, you his, yeah. Yeah, before you saw the replay, you just assumed like he got his head hit very hard, and it kind of wasn't. It was his face, and it was his yeah. neck, and that's tough. Like neck injuries are not great, and he's a guy that relies on his vision and his movement in general. And now, if he now is asked to perform kind of at a lower level in the pocket, uh, he's going to continue to make mistakes. Likely, um, teams are defending him extremely effectively. Um, there is not a book out on how to defend Mahomes, but there is certainly a best practice there's a pamphlet. There's a best, there's a pamphlet. There's a best practice for what your approach ought to entail if you would like to keep Mahomes, uh, you know, south of forty points. And teams are executing it well. Um, they are not blitzing him nearly as much because they know how much pressure that puts on the back end of your defense, and that's bearing fruit. Um, they're basically just. They're asking Mahomes to get it done the hardest way it has been for him to get done to this point in the season. And for whatever reason, his amazing coaching staff of uh, Eric Bieniemy and uh, and Andy Reid, obviously, have not adjusted and made things easier for him in response. And when you have Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, in general, you have cheat codes to beat any defense on the field at any given time, so you can still put up insane EPA per play type of stuff that they have been, even with the turnovers, right? Tyree Kill is not 100% right now. He was not nearly, he was not effective at all in that game against the Titans. He could not generate separation. He wasn't even part of the attack in the first half. They didn't get him involved at all until the second half of that game. Travis Kelsey has taken a small step backwards in his ability to be a game changer this season. Potentially the aging curve is catching up with him. Um, and uh, just in general, Mahomes looks like he's picked up a couple of bad habits. Uh, the the run through the season last year and what was going on as he was running for his life and um, you know playing outside of structure looks like it's carried over into this season to a degree and he is uh, in general um, performing at a uh, at a higher variance level where his you know interceptions were never part of his game and now they are very much are and so that's that much more to overcome. 
How, how, how do you feel about all that? Yeah, and that, that's the thing about this offense. When when he was doing what he was doing, and then at the same time, the team was not turning the ball over like ever. And it wasn't, you know, it wasn't ever, but they, they were a low turnover rate team. It's like, well, when you're this efficient, not only on first down, but they were efficient on all three downs. They were aggressive on fourth downs at times. Maybe not as much as I would have loved, but enough that it made me happy. And they weren't turning the ball over. And you had all these weapons. It's like, well, just... You know, a lot of the other issues on a team, especially the defense and other things, get lost and you don't worry about them. But when you end up turning the ball over as much as they have lately and the defense didn't get fixed despite what they tried to do in the offseason and then made some midseason adjustments, nothing's working. When this defense stinks like this and they're forced to keep their best asset off the field while a team just runs the ball with the lead, it's – it's not going to work out. So yeah, they, I, I think you fix the defense by fixing the offense because the defense is unfixable. Like get rid of, <laughs> get rid of, get rid of some of the plays that we're seeing turnover worthy plays. I think of some of it is probably on the offensive line. We're seeing pressure you know more than ever. We forgot more, the number more, one more reason. pressure issues. We forgot the number one reason that all this is happening. Super Bowl hangover. Oh yeah, yeah. it's a hangover. It's a hangover. If and I've you know what the thing one. is? Andy Andy Reid's getting older. You know what happens oh, yeah. when you get older? Oh, your hangovers, hangovers last a lot worse. longer. Ooh. Like three days, man. Ooh. Oh, my God. Ooh. I can you feel his hangover two... from here. I, oh, my God. liver is, uh, is would, groaning. You drink three bottles of wine, you just wake up at 5.30 in the morning, puke up some blood, and go to work. Like, it, it, things are fine. <laughs> That's like what now, happens now, when you drink three bottles of wine. Well, when you I was you young, see someone. when I was young, when I was <laughs> oh, okay. now now I just stay in bed for two days. Like I'm <laughs> oh, dead. I think Pino killed me. Yeah, Pino, come on, yeah. Pino. That's I'll not, drink that's whatever's not. put in front of me. Pino's not going to make your stomach bleed. Come no, on. no. Usually it was vodka Red Bulls. Yeah, I didn't want to say that. <laughs> 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 or like, um, like thirty Rolling Rocks. Ugh. Yeah, Pinot's a low alcohol generally among the wines, so it's not like fortified wine. It's not like mad. My dog. summer, my like summer wine, night my train. S- summery wine is usually Vino Verde. I've come to love it over the past couple summers for some reason. Very very light. Vino easy. Verde. Vino Verde. It's a Portuguese wine, Drew. This is new to me. I don't know many old world wines. There's a couple of regions I haven't explored. Oh, you can make Vino it here Verde. too. I think. Vino, Vino Verde, Verde would be green grapes. Uh, yes. What varietal is it exactly? Oh, I don't know. Green. Uh, like uh, like 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 Mad Dog Twenty Twenty, kiwi lime, kiwi lemon. Excuse me, kiwi lemon. Wow, my God, kiwi lemon Mad Dog. So Vino Verde is, is technically not. It's not a. It's not named after the grape. It's named after a region in the lush, green, rolling hills of northern Portugal. Ooh, that's cool. And what, that's what are the as, what are the type, as, what are the general varietals there? After that, um, I mean, Vina, Bora, Boracel, Amaral, Grapes, the, those are the reds. I don't know, dude. I'm just on the Wikipedia page. It's just a, a wine I like the taste of. I'll check some out. That sounds fun. Um, slap right, well. the bag. I've slapped the bag, Sam. All right. <laughs> let's call it Let's call it a night. The Braves are coming back. Freeman just singled in Darno. Dark D'Artagnan, as I call him. The total is inching closer. We are at seven runs. If you took the first five over, I think you got there. Yes, I'm sure it was 
three. No, it'd have been a four. Probably a juicy over four. four Real quick, rip or, whip around the uh, the association. Uh, the Lakers choked the lead. They are now in uh, Thunder are now inside the number. Amazingly, despite losing the first first quarter by twenty two points. Timberwolves um, though. You know what the overall uh, theme of the night has been? Game of runs. <laughs> have you watched Year some of these of scores? The some no, of these dude, scores have been me. absolutely I insane. You, I don't. The yeah, the Heat, the Heat Nets game has been a game of runs. Wizards, uh, Wizards Celtics game of runs. Hawks, uh, Hawks Pels game of runs. Uh, Hornets, uh, Secret, Magic oh, game hey, of runs. Yeah. Secret pod play Steelers mm. under. Okay, I'm good with that. Let's do it. Steelers, Steelers under. 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 All right, let's call ben it. Ben Roethlisberger gets sacked out of seven the times. So much so that we see a replacement quarterback. That would be just delightful. You know Par- parlay it with Cowboys team total over. Hmm, teams that have been nice. to the Super Bowl a whole bunch. Two teams like that. Real quick, uh, before we wrap on the association, two huge notes. Uh, Scotty Barnes doing great work tonight in the head-to-head with Chris Duarte. Scotty Barnes, rookie of the year. Stock going up. Guy? No, I just wanted to. I was just pointing two things. Two things. Yep. Scotty Barnes is winning the rookie of the year battle with Chris Duarte. Good work, Scotty. Uh, and uh, Tyler Hero winning the six man of the year battle with Patty Mills. Decisively winning that battle. So is is Barnes aware that he's winning rookie of the year, or does or Scotty doesn't know? Uh, callback. <laughs> All right, let's call her. That's All right. Hit the music. Let's, let's go watch the Braves game. All right, I like it. Um, Somebody asked, is it easier for you to handicap winter or summer Olympics? I know the summer Olympic sports summer. better, but, but winter. I know the sports soft. better, but the winter, yes, soft. winter is soft. And-